0: Let's put up our um, slides, would you please, Caleb? This is the purpose of our series, Recognize and Embrace God's New Season. That's what we've been talking about. We're going to continue that today. Everything we do must depend on who? Christ. You will have to leave your comfort zone. Should we have skipped that one? Number four, it will require courage and obedience. Number five, personal responsibility to prepare. Number six, separation from the world. And number seven, expectations of the miraculous. So let's go to the next one, please. These are some of the central truths that we've already addressed. The Jordan River represents a barrier that God is calling you to cross over. It represents the transition between where you are now and where he wants you to be. We said new assignments require separation. Separation is the first act of possession. A new attitude is required in crossing over your Jordan River. Disobedience and complaints made against God's directives will get you nowhere. We said the church must learn to follow God's anointed leaders and work together in unity. And this is what we're going to address this morning. Anything God calls you to do will require a spiritual battle. Isn't that interesting? Anything God calls you to do individually or this church corporately will require a spiritual battle. Now, I want to read to you just because I've got some different books and I found some sayings that I thought was appropriate. It says, The door to opportunity swings on the hinges of opposition. Problems are the price of progress. The obstacles of life are intended to make us better, not bitter. Bitter. Or Roberts reflects, you cannot bring about renewal or change without confrontation. Now, I'll stop there. What's going on in the meat industry right now? Do you like it? Is it right? No. There's going to be some confrontation. The government in this regulating the meat industry. He says... Uh, If you have a dream without aggravations, you don't really have a dream. I'm not aggravated. Well, you don't have a dream. Get a dream. Get a goal. Get a vision from God, and you will have some opposition. Have the attitude of Louisa May Alcott. I'm not afraid of storms, for I'm learning how to sail my ship. Robert Schlardon said, for every obstacle you face, God has provided a scripture for your answer. Mike Murdoch says, if God cushioned your every blow, you would never learn to grow. Lou Holtz, you know who he is? Some of you do. Said, adversity is another way to measure the greatness of individuals. I never had a crisis that didn't make me stronger. So how should we come out of the, this corona crisis? stronger. Martin Luther King said, the ultimate measure of man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. God promises a safe landing, but not a calm voyage. Life is as uncertain, I like this, as a grapefruit squirt. It's as Rather, we should have the attitude of Stan Musial. You remember him? Isn't that the, don't I have a baseball autograph by him? The famous Hall of Fame baseball player commenting on how to handle a spitball. This is the best of all of them. He said, I'll just hit the dry side of the ball. That's good attitude. Charles Kettering said, no one would have crossed the ocean if he could have gotten off the ship in the storm. The breakfast of champions is not cereal, it's obstacles. So we have a few obstacles to overcome right now. Mainly, the main one is fear. (laughs) Amen? The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As a man thinketh in his... So what are you thinking about right now? Contracting the coronavirus? Visualizing you're going to be two weeks quarantine, You're going to be sick? On a ventilator? Don't kid yourself. There are people that think that way. They're, they're making plans to fail. To get sick, to die. See, we shouldn't be like that as Believers. We're called to overcome. Not when we get to heaven, but in this life. Look at Numbers 13, would you? Numbers chapter 13, please. Our central two truth today is this. Anything God calls us to do will require a spiritual battle. Anything God calls us to do will require a spiritual battle. See, Israel was getting ready to, to cross over, amen, and to receive their inheritance. So they sent out some spies into Canaan. Well, they came back. Some had a good report. Some had a bad report. But we read in Numbers chapter 13 and verse 31. Look at the verse 31 through 33. But the men who had gone up with him, or with Caleb, said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they'd spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the what? Giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so were we in their sight. See, as a man thinketh, sorry, right now, what what are you thinking about? Are you a grasshopper? Are you you going to overcome with, with the Calebs and the Joshuas? Well, I believe you will. Now, listen, it's scriptural to state the problem. There's nothing wrong with stating the problem. But it's unscriptural for it to defeat you. It's scriptural to state, well, we we have a coronavirus. But it's unscriptural for you just to agree with everything that's going on. Amen? Now, let me give you some scriptures. You don't need to turn there for the sake of time. But there's scriptural... Support here for adversity. Matthew 13. Talking about, you know, the sowing the seed. Parable of the sower. says, for when tribulation or per- persecution arises because of the what? The word. Persecution in the days ahead. And, you know, Abe and I were talking last week in. We talked about it. and I told Abe, I said, will, it will not get back to normal. Life will not be the same anymore. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to enjoy the blessings of God and the peace of God and all these things. But for the world, it's, they're just digging a hole. And we have to have this mindset that we have overcome. The battle is the Lord's. The victory is ours. You and I, in the days ahead, if we're going to be true believers, then you will cop an attitude. Now, that doesn't mean you're, you're, you're um, judgmental or insensitive to people with needs. No, I'm not saying that. But God is raising up in this our spiritual warriors. And you and I won't be spiritual warriors if we don't know the Word of God. See, that guy back in the back, I know him from years ago. He's an antiquer. Once you're an antiquer, you're always an antiquer. And I talked to him after church last week. He wouldn't shut up. Do you know what he told me? The Word. The Word. Everything came out of him was the Word. Now, he didn't rob me wrong, because I like the Word. But you're going to have to know the Word in the days ahead. You can't live off of me. It's got to be in you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You and I are going to have to meditate on the Word day and night, and we shall be like tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves shall not wither, and whatever you do shall prosper. It's the Word. You're going to fight a spiritual battle. If you don't have the word in you, you're going to fall flat on your face. You have to get the word. Meditate the word. Start with the scripture. Learn the scripture. Speak the scripture. You're going to be a spiritual warrior. You know why I like movies like Braveheart and all? Because they were men. Men like those kind of movies. I like strong men. I'm drawn. My my boys are drawn to strong leadership. We need that in the day, in this day in which we live. Thank God we got Trump in the White House. I hope you're listening in the cloud. Listen, if you're afraid what people are listening, what they're going to think about you, and forget that. If you're going to be successful and do anything for God and advance the kingdom of God, you can't be afraid of men. James 1, 2 says, count it all misery when you fall into various trials. Count it all what? Joy. It doesn't say if you fall. It says when you fall. 2 Timothy three twelve says, yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Hebrews 10.32, but recall the former days in which after you were enlightened, you endured a great struggle with sufferings. (laughs) I don't want to suffer. People get, they, they get born again, they receive Christ, and they think, oh, I got it made. No, you better learn how to fight the good fight of faith doesn't call it a bad fight it's a good fight you got to know the word of god which is the sword of the spirit learn how to use your weapons look at first peter chapter 1 would you please first peter chapter 1 1 Peter chapter 1. See if I got it in the, I want to read it to you out of the message translation too. But 1 Peter 1 and verse 6 states, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while. I like that. This coronavirus, little while you hear me a little while for a little while if need be you've been greed by various trials that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of jesus christ you become a christian you're going to have some tests look over at first peter chapter four over a few chapters first peter chapter 4 verse 12 <clears throat> this is scripture i set out on my desk today i always go over my sermon i spent hours on a on a message and this is the scripture i got this morning when i sat down it says beloved do not think it strange concerning the coronavirus oh i'm sorry Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But, everyone say but. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Let me see if I've got it here in um, the Message Bible. I want to read it to you. Let's see. 4.12. This, this is a little different. Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Life difficult right now for you? Does that mean God's not on the job? No, God's on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. See, people want the glory. They want to experience the glory of God. You're not going to have the glory of God without going through the refining process without the persecution, without the trials, without the tests. If you're abused because of Christ, count yourself fortunate. It's the Spirit of God and His glory in you that brought you to the notice of others. See, we want the glory, and the church needs to have the glory manifested, God's glory manifested in the days ahead, because that's going to get the world's attention. Signs, wonders, miracles, healing, all these things. It's, you know, it's the dinner bell. It gets people here. But if the church is so weak and wimpy and pathetic, hiding behind the door, afraid to stick their head out because they might get the coronavirus. Oh, let me get my mask. Now, I'm not, if you're wearing a mask, I understand. Listen to this story. Can I tell the story about Caleb? My boys take after my wife. They're very opinionated. My wife, Did you hear that? That's when you should laugh. Caleb went to Menards and Kearney. They met him at the door. And I don't know who it was at the door, but the person at the door said, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to buy a mask. It'll be a dollar. Caleb looked at him or her. I don't know what it was. What did he say? No. Can I even say that in front of these children? Well, you can repeat it because you remember it. That was my oldest. Then what else? Then he left, and the funny thing was, some guy was standing there left with him. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm saying, as an elder older person, if you want a mask, don't. But I'm saying, if you're wearing a mask, six months from now, folks, just just go home, sign up for the nursing home. And go there and sit till you expire. What good are you going to be to God's army if you're afraid? What good are you going to be? Yeah, use caution. They teach you. You were a Marine. They're going to teach you how how, you know, to be alert and be aware, but not... It's the first sign of the enemy, does the sergeant say, well, let's go back. (laughs) We're we're done. We're not going forward. We're not going to fight this battle. I don't feel like it today. No, that isn't the case. There's going to be a battle. Let me tell you something. I hate to burst your bubble. Once this coronavirus is all done, there'll be another something. There will be something else that could even be worse than the coronavirus. Oh, don't say that, pastor. It's the truth. This is a trial run. I've heard this, and I've, I've said this before I even heard this. This is a trial run for the Antichrist. If people wear a mask and they think all they've got to do is wear a mask, they'll put a 666 on their forehead at drop of a hat. Well, how come you did that? Because they told me to. i put that little chip in you. <laughs> Boy, you're awful quiet today. I want one of them services where you made me feel good, and I got goosebumps. Well, you can probably find a church where you'll feel good, but you're not going to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Now, how, how do we fight a spiritual battle? You, you could pl- preach plenty on that. But I'll give you a real simple answer. Speak the word. Declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you, and light shall shine upon your pathway. Everyone say, Speak the word. The prophecy that went out last year was this. I'll read it to you. I went back through my notes and I pulled it up again. We will be known as warriors that decree change and it happens. We will be known as what? Warriors, spiritual warriors that decree a thing. How did this all come into existence, this world, this earth? In the beginning, God said if it's good for God it should be good for the kids our father he speaks things into existence should it be any different for his body Jesus is the head of the church he's the living word what did he do with, with in the wilderness with Satan it is Written. That's why you got to know the word. So when the devil knocks on your door, it is written. This is what the scripture says, Mr. Devil. Look at Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I want to be a spiritual warrior. I want my sons, I've had prophecies when I was a minister years ago, and my boys were little, and they're going to tell me what my kids were going to be. And I never shoved this down their throat. Now, as an example, they were in church, they knew they were to tithe, they were taught. They saw their mother and dad not only just, they they saw saw us live it. But there, there's so many preachers have trouble with their kids because they try to make little preachers out of them. I'd rather have my boys grow up and be spiritual warriors. Amen? We will be known as warriors that decree change and it happens. You know, one of the mandates on this church, on this ministry that's been on us for years and years and years, that we are a church that prays. One of the things God's called this church in this community is to pray. To declare and decree. To shout it from the rooftops. In Mark chapter 4 in verse... 35, I I, I really am fond of this. Mark chapter 4, look at verse 35. How do we deal with the spiritual battle? If you're you're in a battle right now, what should you do? You should speak the word. It says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. And who said that? Jesus. Jesus. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and and other little boats were were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. Say, arose. You study that out. This was a windstorm that came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there was a windstorm. And it calls it a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But what was the word of the living God doing? He was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. See, he had his my pillow. I got my pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Verse 39. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the coronavirus, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So it started with a great windstorm and it ended in a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I I was thinking about that when I was reading that this week. And this came to me. The same word that incites the enemy will also defeat him. So you're out there pushing forward the vision of God and And the plan of God, the purpose of God, what's the enemy going to do? Persecution arises because of the word, because of what God wants his people to do. But at the same time, if his people, the church, will put the word in the heart and speak it forth with the mouth, the enemy has to go. Amen? I like that that story. Um, Fear knocked at the door, faith answered, and no one was there. How is it that you have no faith? See, if you don't have the word in you, in your life, if you don't know the word, you'll be in fear. All of us, I'll guarantee you, you can put on your holier than now, and I'm really spiritual and I know the word. But there's some, the devil knows you, the devil knows me. Why does the devil know us? Because his little amps sit and watch us and observe us. They don't know what you're thinking. They don't know that. But they watch us and they, they recognize and discern our, our quirks, our fears, our insecurities. And they play off of that. That's why you've got to know the word. You you might, listen, this is, I, I, I realize as a young Christian, I learned this. You might have faith in one area to overcome in your life, but in another area you don't. In other words, you might have faith for finances over here, but over here you don't have faith for healing. That's why you've got to get the word on healing. You've got to get the word on finances. You've got to know the word. The same word that incites the enemy will also defeat him. Look at uh, Zechariah four seven. I'm almost done. Zechariah, what are you going to do in your spiritual battle? You're going to speak the word. Zechariah chapter four verse seven. Start with verse six. It says, "This is the word of Lord the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by what? My Spirit says, the Lord of hosts." Now look at verse seven. Who are you, O great what mountain? A mountain represents something that is immovable, and it says, "Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a what?" The mountain shall become a, a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So what do you do if you're going through a spiritual battle right now, and the church as a whole needs to be speaking more, declaring and decreeing the truth more? Declaring the answer, not the problem. We're all good at declaring problems, but we need to declare and decree the solution. That's why it's so important. And that's what he said. He says, shout and cry grace to the mountain. So if you got a mountain in your life today, whatever it might be, it can be moved. Now, you can try to do it in the flesh. That's why he says, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Or you can do it God's way. Do you know there's some things I've been declaring, and decreeing for years that haven't happened yet? Did you hear me? So if it doesn't happen, some of us declare and decree on Monday, and if it isn't there by Tuesday, it doesn't work. This work thing doesn't work. Well, just go get in line at the nursing home. Go sit there for the rest of your days. twiddle your thumbs. You'll be no good to the body of Christ anyway. We're not going to win battles with people like that. Some of you are thinking, geez, am I back at the recruiter, recruiter again? Yeah, I'm a spiritual recruiter. Micah still gets calls from recruiters. He gets, and he's so polite. How come you can be so nice to them and not me? I just don't get it. They're calling me. Well, God's calling you today. I'll read you one more scripture. You don't need to turn there. The words of Jesus in Mark 11. Verse 23, I went to Ramah Bible Trading School, and boy, this, this ministry was founded on this. Dr. Hagen's ministry was founded on this. Mark 11, verse 23, it says, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says... Will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So today, I, I just want to leave you with this. You got a problem, speak to it. She's been doing it for years. Been speaking to me for years. Still here, mountain still here, isn't it? Some of you are going. Are you? How long you been married? Too long. (laughs) It's not the Leave It to Beaver marriage. Some of you don't remember that TV show. We've been warriors since we came to this city, and I will die a warrior. Not a perfect person, but I want to go out fighting. What do you want to do? I just wanted to retire. Go live down in the river, by in a van down by the river. Some of you don't know that, but that's what you want to do? I don't. I want to learn how to fight. Last night, watched UFC. I like to watch people beat each other up. I called the one. I said, that guy's going to win in the first. He had it. It was so close, and he lost in the second. Stand up, would you today? Say, preacher, you've said enough. Anything God calls you and I to do will require a spiritual battle. Does everyone here today know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Let me see your hands if Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Okay? That's important. You're going to fight in the days ahead? Spiritually. You're going to get the word in you in the days ahead? Are you going to speak the word of God to the mountain in the days ahead? Well, then you're going to be all right. Father, today I thank you for Jesus Christ, the living word of God. I thank you, Lord, today that your people here in this room have heard your word and what they need to do. Holy Spirit, quicken the living word of God to your people. And let that word be in their heart, for out of the abundance of the heart your mouth speaks. Let that word come rolling off their tongue like never before. Lord, by your spirit, give them revelation of the importance of the word of God, knowing the word of God, and speaking the word of God. Thank you, Lord. By faith, in Jesus' name... I call everyone in this room, young and old alike, a spiritual warrior. They do not have a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound, disciplined mind. I thank you, Lord. These people are not afraid, but they're bold as a lion. They don't back down from a spiritual fight, but they roll up their sleeves And they enter into that spiritual battle. Yeah, the battle has been won. The victory is ours. But we still have to maintain order. We still have to remind the enemy he's defeated. And you do that with the word. So Lord, strengthen your people in the days ahead. I pray this in Jesus' name everyone said, I'm a spiritual warrior. Amen. Even if it's by faith. Call yourself. Call those things to be not as though they were. Mike, as I sat here this morning, the Spirit of God told me something about you. And he said, you're going to help a lot of people in the days ahead. But it might not be the way other people in the body of Christ think you can help people. But you just do what God called you to do. And it won't happen overnight. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So it's step by step. So don't be concerned by what other people say or what other people think. You just set your hand to the plow and don't look back. And God will see that you go forward. God will see that you, would, you will advance and experience success. But remember, it all comes back to fellowship. It all comes back to prayer. It all comes back to the attending daily to the Word of God. You're going to help a lot of people in the days ahead. Now, do you know what that's all about? Yeah, to a degree. Amen? Well, how come you don't talk to me like that? Well, get a vision. Get a dream. Amen? Will you do one more thing? Would you please leave your offering on the chair? and then win your battle this week with the Word of God. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.